African savannah on safari, looking for... Mike, is that a lion stalking us? I think it's something much scarier. It's a search term report, and someone has keywords with 150% ACOS. Oh no, they never added any negative keywords. Oh, and it looks like all their bids are just $3. No bid optimization? We're in trouble. We need to do something about this giant ACOS, but I don't know if we can do it alone. Oh no, it's the Ad Badger. Should we run? No, no, no. The Ad Badger can save us. He'll rip that high ACOS to shreds with bid optimization and negative keywords. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Brett from Ad Badger, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast, and your source for all of the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. What's going on, Badger Nation? By the end of this episode, you will know more about campaign naming systems, which I think is one of the easiest, fastest way to become a better Amazon advertiser. I love that new intro. As always, I'm joined by Brett. How are you doing today, Mike? Feeling good. You know what? The love that we have gotten for the podcast uh, with messages that we're receiving has been so awesome. Every time I receive one, it makes my day. It's so energizing to build this podcast. Uh, this is actually our, our like our most, this is becoming our most fun channel. Like once a week we get together, we talk about Amazon advertising. Um, and it's really great. So if you're listening to this, thank you so much. Uh, it's great to have you. So it's making my day, um, having such a blast making this podcast. Mm -hmm. Same here. There's, there's nothing better than, you know, getting those messages about people loving the podcast. And, you know, that's, that's why we keep providing this content and trying to help everyone out. That's right. So if you're out there and you're listening, there's a couple of you out there that are listening. I feel the love. Thank you so much. Um, I think if I'm going to be a real podcaster, though, I think we need to start asking for iTunes reviews. So go over to iTunes and drop us a review. Only a good one, though. If you have a bad one, uh, email me personally and we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our audience is all Amazon sellers, so they, they, know. they know the review grind. <laughs> Give us a chance to fix it. Um, okay. Company updates real quick. Uh, last, about two, three weeks ago, we launched a bid optimizer, which we like to call Bids by Badger update. And basically what we did was it helped improve the way that the Badger handles low data uh, keywords and low data ad groups. And basically it will try to slowly get data as opposed to way more aggressively get data. So we had to tone down the badger, essentially. So it's going to slow it down and people have liked it so far and the feedback's been pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. Definitely a good change. And, uh, you know, it's it's always awesome to hear from people as well who who use the bid optimizer and have some great results and, and share those with us. Mm -hmm. The bid optimizer is probably one of my favorite things to think about and improve. Um, like I can just get lost in the data looking at it, thinking about it. Uh, we like grade how well the bid optimizer is working. We call it like silver badger, bronze badger, gold badger, depending on how close we get to a target ACOS. Uh, and like studying that and 
getting feedback and analyzing that stuff. It's probably one of my favorite things to do. Other than podcasting. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we are hiring in January. Uh, I should have job postings up on the site uh, this weekend, work in the weekend. You know, this is like startup accelerator life. Um, uh, if you're a first time listener, Ad Badger is going through the brandery generator startup accelerator. So I'm like working. Uh, 24 hours a day. I was just talking to a friend. We were joking around. It was like 7 p.m. And I was like, well, I'm going to go start my evening shift. And, uh, you know, <laughs> 7 to 12. Um, but I, it, was a, it wasn't a joke. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm having such a great time here. So this weekend, I'm going to be pushing out those job postings. So if you are a PHP developer or you know a PHP developer that wants to work on a advertising technology, hit us up. Uh, we'll have that job posting. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Michael Erickson Fashine. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're also going to be hiring a content marketer to help us with things like this podcast. Uh, and I'll publish this and work on social and all these good things. Uh, Brett and I, we're only two people. We need more help. Sure thing. And, uh, you know, Mike, the Badger does appreciate how hard you're working. He notices. Oh, shucks. And, you know, if you start to slack, he, he may start coming after you and attacking. So. Whoa. So I don't know if anyone knows this, but when you work on Ad Badger, you have to get a huge uh, back tattoo of a badger. And that really helps us summon our badger spirit. It helps you get the work of 10 men or 10 women done when you're just one person. Yeah. Luckily, when I joined Ad Badger, I already had a giant badger tattoo on my back. So we're good you were go. marked since birth. <laughs> All righty. Let's cue the transition music as we stalk the badger in the forest. This is an episode that we've wanted to do for quite some time. This is something, when I tell people about campaign naming for the first time, it's kind of like uh, they're seeing for the first time, they're like, whoa, this is gonna make my life so much easier. And this is something that's so simple but so impactful. In fact, I'd like to say it like this. Every single talented Amazon advertiser that I know has a campaign naming system, which we're going to get into in this episode. And almost every beginner advertiser has no campaign naming system. So if I were to draw the line between sort of experienced advertisers, uh, and inexperienced advertisers, one of the things on the experienced side is going to be some kind of campaign naming system, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, totally agree with all of that. And uh, guys, this is just, there's no other way to say it. This is just absolutely essential. If you don't have good and proper campaign naming structure in your account, you're going to be confused. You're going to be lost. And, you know, the first thing to do when you're working towards a goal is to really give yourself clarity and understanding in the direction you're heading. And that's what campaign naming structure does. It gives you that clarity so you can go forward and build some really awesome, well-optimized ads. Boom. And if you were to generalize this, you know, I think that's exactly what you said. Clarity helps you hit goals. You know, you need to know where you're going in order to get there. And this is something that's going to make your life so much easier, more enjoyable. Uh, I, I personally feel like it empowers people to make better optimization decisions that are less emotional and less uh, ad hoc. It really guides the optimization process. So 
Let's talk about this naming system, uh, as I like to call it, campaign nomenclature, naming systems, whatever we want to call it. It's literally just how you name things inside your account. That's it. And we're going to talk about some of these ways to name things, um, ways that I like to do it, ways that Brett likes to do it, sort of best practices. Uh, and I think it'll make your life so much easier. So Brett, what, what are we even talking about? Uh, naming things, naming what exactly, uh, what are we talking about? So, uh, you know, the main importance of naming is so that we can identify which campaigns are which, you know, which, which product a campaign is for, uh, you know, which ad group belongs to which campaign, even which keywords belong to which ad group, you know, all of this stuff can get jumbled up so quickly. Uh, if everything isn't categories, categorized properly and, and you, you know, these campaigns aren't labeled properly, those, those are the main important things here. So when you look, uh, you know, say you look inside of a search term report, for example, you should know, uh, you know, when you see that search term pop up in that same search term report, your ad group name and your campaign name are going to be there. And, you know, I've seen it before, uh, when you know a newbie comes to us and they really need help uh, with their ads and I open a search term report, you can't even tell uh, what a search term belongs to based on their ad group naming and based on their campaign naming because you know every single campaign they have is named dog collar or something like that. So it's, uh, it's a really good idea to make sure that you, you get this fixed up, you know exactly which products belong to which campaigns, and we're going to show you guys how to do all of that this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think one thing that has always been important to me doing, you know, technical digital marketing like Amazon advertising is that you want to minimize anything where you need to do a lot of thinking. Um, I think as we as we go and we create a campaign, we're often doing it on autopilot, right? So if I'm selling jump ropes and I launch a campaign selling jump ropes, I'm just going to fly through that, right? And let's say I only sell jump ropes currently. I'll just go fly through that and I'll say, this is my jump rope campaign, so I'll call it jump ropes. And then I'll create an ad group and I'm like, oh, I have to name an ad group too. Oh, geez, let me just name that jump rope too. Um, and then, you know, down the line, what if you have different kinds of jump rope. Now all of a sudden you might have multiple ad groups and it's like jump rope one, jump rope two, jump rope three. And when you're looking at your search term report, you've absolutely no idea if the search term belongs where um, because things weren't labeled effectively. And then you have to take extra energy to try to figure out, well, you know, what's ad group two? Let me go into, let me leave my search term report, go back into uh, my campaign manager, go to that ad group, click on the ad group, see what's inside of that. Oh, okay, it's my kid's jump rope. Okay, now let me go and look back at the search term report. And it's just like, it creates so much friction. And it's the kind of thing where, I think it was Abraham Lincoln, I think maybe it was George Washington, it was one of these guys that have said, if you give me five hours to chop down a tree, I'm going to spend the first three sharpening the saw. This is one of these things that if you do it, sure, it'll take an extra 30 seconds to set it up. Uh, and it's going to take this episode to listen to the strategies, but it takes 30 seconds to set up the strategy and it will save you so much energy when you navigate your campaigns, when you're looking at a search term report, when you're doing bid optimization, when you're thinking about your campaigns, when you are sharing your campaigns with people. Uh, a lot of times when you, you know, you want 
maybe maybe it's Brett or myself, maybe you want someone else, maybe you want someone on your team, whoever it might be, they're going to be looking at your campaigns too. You never want to be like, oh, well, in this campaign, I was thinking about this and I have these kinds of products and, uh, well, why is this product here? Why is that product there? Oh, you know, you have to do this lengthy explanation. It just creates loads and loads and loads and loads of friction. And we don't want to avoid stuff like that. That's what campaign naming is for. Mm-hmm. That was a rant. Was that a rant, Brett? It was a beautiful rant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's especially important if you have variations, uh, you know, to keep control of your naming. Uh, but it's also really useful uh, for understanding campaign types, for example. Uh, you know, I always like to, to tell people whenever I'm trying to teach them about campaign naming structure that there's like pretty much like six different ad types you could have per ASIN. So you could have your auto-sponsored product campaign, your manual-sponsored product campaign. Uh, you know, you could, you'll have your product display ads, sponsored brand ads, there's new category targeting ads, there's product targeting ads now. You can have manual research campaigns. So, you know, like in no time, just one ASIN, you can have uh, multiple campaigns. So it's it's really vital to have good naming structure so you understand which campaign is which and what the objective of that campaign is. And then another really good uh, use of campaign naming is including something like, uh, you know, your target ACOS, for example. And that will give you a really good baseline, uh, you know, so you can compare the performance of your campaign uh, right away uh, without having to go and check what uh, your target ACOS is for that particular campaign because, you know, as you have a bunch of ASINs and your product line grows, you're not going to be able to memorize all this stuff. And it, if your plan is to build out a brand and eventually have employees who are going to work inside of your Amazon account as well, you know, how are those employees going to understand what your ads are and help you out with that? So, uh, and, you know, just like Mike said before as well, if you end up outsourcing your PPC or using an uh, automation tool, uh, it's still extremely important to have really good campaign naming. And, you know, this is something that you guys should consider knocking out right after this episode while it's fresh on your mind. Uh, don't put this off because it's only going to create more problems down the road for you. Mm-hmm. So let's start um, before we actually hear, you know, how you like to name uh, everything, portfolios, campaigns, ad groups. Um, and before I share the way that I like to do it, let's share um, just what we'd normally see when we open up campaigns. Um, a lot of times people don't put much thought into naming the campaigns or naming ad groups uh, or now even naming portfolios. And it leads to loads and loads and loads of frustration. So pay traffic can be frustrating enough. You don't want to spend extra clicks. You don't want to have lots of guesswork. You don't want to do a lot of searching just to find out what's actually inside of a particular thing. Uh, In addition, it'll help you get more organized, just like Brett, you mentioned for, what are we up to six now? Six different ad types for any single ASIN. If you have to, you know, if you have to think about, did I launch this one yet? Did I not launch this one yet? Um, this kind of stuff should be automatic for us. Like we should know, hey, did I launch all of my different ad types for a particular ASIN? Boom. We know our structure. We know exactly where things are. And I think when we don't have a structure or a campaign system, naming system, it just makes life uh, a lot more difficult. So let's hear a, a little bit about that. Um, 
you know, uh, the other thing too, Brett, because I'm, I'm, I'm like really try to prioritize campaign naming systems to every paid traffic person I know. Um, but yeah, how do you, how do you name your campaigns and your ad groups and your portfolios and all these things? What are some of the things that you like to do when you're optimizing a campaign? Sure. So uh, the main first thing I like to put first is the product name uh, in a in as a concise of a way as possible without getting it confused with other ASINs. Uh, I like to get the product name in there, uh, so that's just step one right away. And if it's a ads, it's, it's if it's an absolute monster account, I, I will uh, I'll consider just using the ASIN uh, as as the product name because uh, it can be really difficult once you get into, uh, you know, accounts with hundreds of ASINs, uh, to memorize each product. And, you know, for example, if, uh, if a store is selling, uh, granola bars or something, they're going to have a bunch of different chocolate granola bars. So, you know, there's only so much that you can type, uh, and, and keep everything, uh, individualized and know exactly which variation is which if you have tons of ASINs. So, you know, it's a good idea sometimes to just go ahead and use the ASIN here. So uh, either type the product name or the ASIN first. That's what I like to do. And then I'll put a dash. Uh, and then I will put the campaign type abbreviated. Um, so I'll have ASP if it's an automatic sponsored product ad. I will have MSP if it's a manual sponsored product. Uh, if it's a product display ad, which is only available in some accounts right now, but Amazon's rolling these out, uh, I'll, I'll put PDA for product display ad, sponsored brand ads, SBA, uh, if I'm doing new category targeting, CTA, category targeting ad, and lastly, uh, PTA, product targeting ad, if, I'm, if my objective with that campaign is to target a list of ASINs. Um, so that's what I like to do for the campaign type right in the middle. And then lastly, I'll put another dash and I'll include the target ACOS. And the reason I do this uh, is because it lets me easily compare and understand how a campaign or how an ad group or, or even how keywords are performing uh, versus how I want them to be performing. And, you know, that's great because if you have uh, your target ACOS of, say, 30 uh, percent inside of a campaign name and you know, you open uh, Seller Central or you open your uh, account navigator in AdBadger and you see that your actual ACoS for that thing is 50%, you know right away off the top of the, like, you just right away know that that, uh, that campaign needs some work and that campaign needs attention. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I like to do it. That's how I like to name every single one of my campaigns. And it's really worked wonders for me. Uh, you know, when I first started, uh, when I first started with Amazon PPC, uh, you know, just like a lot of people that we see come in uh, and ask us for help, I had no clue what I was doing with my uh, campaign naming structure. I didn't even think it was a big deal. It was kind of just a second thought. And like you said earlier, Mike, I would just try to get through creating the ad as fast as possible. So, you know, it says campaign name. I'm just like, all right, come on, hurry up with it. You know, I'll type <laughs> whatever it is. And then the ad group name, I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Uh, and then I get to like what I think is the important stuff. And then, you know, in the beginning of my Amazon marketing journey, I ended up with a bunch of campaigns and I had like no clue what they were. I'd always have to go in and click and find more details. So, Please, guys, uh, avoid what I had to go through and just go ahead and start implementing good campaign structure right off the bat. It is 
it's actually one of the best things you can do to help you lower your ACoS, believe it or not, because it's going to provide so much clarity and you are going to be a, an absolute beast with some awesome, optimized, well-named campaigns. Yeah. You know, I think campaign naming system is related to campaign structure, like account structure. And this isn't really an episode on campaign structure, but I think you highlighted some really good points, right? It helps you think more, um, it makes you more aware of what is actually going where. Are you covering all of your bases? Do you know what's inside? Do you know what the target A cost is for everything? Um, it's almost like if you ever watch like Shark Tank or something and the sharks are like grilling the entrepreneurs, uh, like, do you know your numbers? Uh, and sometimes people are like, oh, you know, I actually don't know how much it costs to acquire a customer or anything like that. Um, I, this is very similar, right? Like, it, it, do you know your target ACoS for your campaigns? Do you really? Then write it down so that everywhere you look, whether that's the ad group, keyword, campaign, search term, whatever it might be, level, all your data is right there looking at you. You know where things are. It's like being organized and naming things is so important. Um, and in terms of uh, how I like to name them, too, uh, just on the campaign level, Product or product category, right? Um, you know, Brett and I uh, have worked on, you know, Brett, we've worked on a campaign. I think it had something like, I don't know, maybe 3,500 ASINs recently. And there were loads of variations and loads of different product categories and things like that. And one of the first things we did was very meticulous sort of i mean it is kind of like grunt work right we went through every single thing and we named every campaign with the, either the product category and the asin or the asin depending on uh, the exact uh, product grouping but we went through every single thing and it took quite some time right mm -hmm. but what that allowed us to do is when we were looking for a particular product in a particular campaign Boom, we just hit that search box and then find it. Uh, and this is why it's so important, right? We were able to rename every campaign. And it took us probably a, an entire like two days, the two of us work time. Um, and we were just going down the line, naming everything, naming, naming, putting the ASIN, putting the ASIN, putting the ASIN, making so that we can search and find exactly what we want anytime a client asks for it or anytime we just wanted to go and look at it. It saved us buckets of time. Um, and I don't mean, I never want this podcast to be just like a pitch for Ad Badger at all. But I mean, this is so important that we put this into Ad Badger. So when you're actually looking at your campaigns, you can click edit, right? Without actually clicking on the campaign, then going into the campaign settings, then editing it there, then going and hit save. We just have this sort of really simple, like you mouse over the campaign name from the campaign view, the navigator, you just mouse it over, you hit the edit button, you click away. Boom, it's saved. Uh, and that saved us buckets of time. So uh, again, I didn't want this to be like a commercial and I never want this podcast to be a commercial, but it's so important that we took the time to like code that into our, our stuff. So spot on, uh, name everything, product category or ASINs in there. So you know what's inside of it. Uh, and if, you know, let's say you, you do have thousands of ASINs, you know, I'll put the product category or the product type. So if I'm selling granola bars, I'll write granola bars. If I have, you know, five different granola bars, I'm going to include all of those in the same uh, campaign or whatever the structure is. You just need to know what's inside of everything. So that's true on the campaign level and on the ad group level for me. 
Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. And you know, that 3,200 ASIN account we were digging into, uh, just developing that probably saved us, uh, the same amount of time it took to develop it. So <laughs> definitely, uh, you know, really useful there, but, uh, you know, what, basically the way that I like to, uh, explain campaign naming, like the importance to sellers, uh, is by referencing another part of Amazon selling that people can relate to. Um, so, you know, if you kind of put campaign naming on the back burner and just ignore it for a while, like you'll be okay. Like you'll get by, but this is just going to compound into a bigger and bigger issue. And you know, that's why I like to kind of compare it to your UPCs. So Amazon sellers have universal product codes, uh, and you basically have to buy these UPCs, uh, from, from a specific company, they're called GS1 barcodes. Uh, and you know, these U, these GS1 UPCs are the ones that Amazon wants you to use. Uh, you can go on eBay and buy spreadsheets full of, uh, of these barcodes that will still work and that you can use as your UPCs, but, uh, it can lead to some like really big issues later on. Amazon, uh, you know, they even in their terms of service say that they will remove your ASIN if it's found and it's not like a GS1 uh, UPC. So that's super important. But, uh, you know, still a lot of sellers in the beginning, because it's tedious to uh, to get your barcodes properly and everything, you know, sellers just like to to skip out on that and go with the easy route, uh, just like ignoring campaign naming structure. And it turns into it, it can turn into a really, really big problem in the future. Uh, so you're actually just going to sleep better at night by doing things properly the first time. Campaign naming structure is no different, guys. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so definitely have what's inside of it clear and try to uh, formulate that. So um, making sure you're being consistent with how you name things. So if you're segmenting at the campaign level for at, at the, with ASINs, then throw the ASIN in there. If you're segmenting at the product category level, then be sure that you're uniform in how you label your categories. You know. I like to keep it clean, right? If I'm going to do uh, what's known as like camel case, where the first letter of everything is capitalized, then I want to be sure that I'm consistent with that. Um, so I'll do that down the line. So definitely have the product or the product category at the campaign level. Um, I'm right alongside you. I also abbreviate the campaign type, uh, ASP, automatic, automatic sponsored products, MSP, manual sponsored products, uh, SB for sponsored brand, uh, display ads. Uh, I'll actually do DA, um, we do PDA product display, product, public display of Amazon, um, <laughs> product display ads. Um, so I know what's inside, what the campaign is, and then, uh, definitely the target ACOS or the tacos, uh, throw the target ACOS inside there. So, you know, when you're looking at it, are you off course or on course? And this is what gets to, you know, not being so emotional about things. Um, so being thoughtful about your target ACOS. And again, I mean, we're going to have to have another episode on this, like determining your target ACOS. We have some YouTube videos and blog posts on it right now, but it actually forces you to take some time. So, so far, all of these exercises has forced you to think about campaign structure because it's forcing you to write down what's inside of it. It's forced you to be sure that you're covering your bases. Like, do you have automatic and manual and uh, all these, uh, everything else, uh, for your products are, have you been thoughtful into determining your target a costs, all these different things? Um, so product, product category, type of campaign, target 
ACOS. Uh, and this is super valuable at the ad group level. If you have a branded ad group or a competitor targeting uh, ad group, so maybe in your branded ad group, you have a way lower acceptable ACOS. You know, maybe in your branded searches, you only want to do a 10% or less or 5% or less ACOS. Maybe when you're bidding on competitor terms, you're willing to go up to maybe 50% target ACOS. Um, and how do you stay organized with this? Well, then boom, you need to label these things at the ad group level. So at the ad group level, you can get a little bit more specific. Um, and the other thing I differ from Brett as well, Brett, you use dashes. I like to use plus signs to separate everything. So ASIN space plus Come space. on. Uh, I see some people that like to use pipes, which is that shift and then that button right above the enter or return button on your keyboard. I see mm -hmm. some people that use pipes. I see people that use slashes. I see people that use all kinds of stuff. I will go ahead and say that the dash is hands down the best. Ooh, see, you know what? You like to use the dash. I like to use the plus sign. I think a little bit more positive than you. You're a little bit negative, right? Subtracting Ooh. things. Ooh. I guess you win. So guys, if you take anything at all out of this episode, you know, while this is still fresh on your mind and your, your blood is really boiling over campaign naming structure and the things that you could change right now, just, you know, go home. If you're already at home, you know, get to it. Just right away, knock this out. This is going to make your PPC life so much easier. It's going to give you clarity. It's going to give you direction. Uh, if you're missing campaigns for some of your products, you're going to know, you're going to identify which ones of those uh, you're missing. You'll be able to launch those, bring in some more revenue. And, you know, this This is a commitment. It's a little time commitment to go in and, and fix these things, but it's 100% worth it. And I think you're going to be happy with the results. You know, there's a book that I highly recommend out there. It's not a digital marketing book. It's not a e-commerce or Amazon book. It's uh, Make Your Bed by Admiral William McRaven. Uh, little things that can change your life and maybe the world. Uh, and basically the, the thesis of this book is, hey, when you first wake up, take the time to care and it'll you know, make you care about other things. It'll make you more uh, thoughtful with other things, which will make you get better results in whatever it is that you do. Um, and that's basically the core thesis of the book. I really liked it. Um, and you this know, is kind he, of one of those things. What's up? Oh, sorry to interrupt. He, uh, he actually has a, a speech about that book uh, that's like a, a five to ten minute version, I think, on YouTube. So, uh, you know, that's something definitely cool to, to check out. Sorry, sorry yeah. for interrupting, though. Continue. No, and, I'm, and I'm, I, think, I think he might be an Austinite as well. Mm. Um, so, I think. Don't quote me. Uh, I think he gave that speech at UT, University of Texas. Future uh, podcast guest. Whoa, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> hey, would you like to be on a podcast about this thing, about campaign naming systems, sir? Um, <laughs> there are badger roars in the beginning. <laughs> that's right. Um, so this is campaign naming. I implore everyone to take time to be thoughtful. Uh, campaign uh, product name uh, or ASIN, product category type of campaign, type of ad group. You know, there's people that segment out by match type. Throw that inside your ad group names. Be as descriptive as you possibly can. Put the target ACOS everywhere on the campaign and in the ad group, uh, even in the portfolio. These same rules apply. Um, you name your stuff, save you time, make you a more talented Amazon advertiser. Brett, I think that's everything. Is there, did we miss anything? I think we hit on everything. 
So please send us screen caps of your beautifully organized campaigns, and we will see you inside the Badger Den. This is Mike signing out. Take care, everyone. Thank you.